Hey there, all you curious minds out there. Welcome to another episode of Flying Chariots, The Rise. Tonight, we have the pleasure of talking to a distinguished guest, an intuitive tarot reader and evidential medium whose heartfelt insights have touched the lives of many. Meet Linda, a practitioner who brings honesty, compassion, kindness, love and unwavering honesty to her psychic services. She's the epitome of a no-nonsense psychic who cuts through the noise to bring you the unfiltered truth. Linda is not here to sugarcoat or pamper egos. She's here to tell you exactly what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. Her sessions are a unique blend of intuition and mediumship carefully designed to promote self-development and self-knowledge. Linda's approach is straightforward and aims to guide you towards positive change in your life. However, she makes it clear that her insights are for those who are truly ready to change and not just seek validation for their ego. So guys, if you're ready to confront the truth that lead to personal growth and self-discovery, join us in this episode as we explore the world of evidential mediumship with Linda. Um, well, right now I am just really just doing more like virtual and online readings and a little bit more local readings. Um, I'm an intuitive tarot reader. I read tarot cards and I'm also a psychic evidential medium. I'm more evidential, which means more evidence-based rather than just fo focusing on the messages because I go in depth or detail who's exactly coming through for you. And then we can kind of both pinpoint, okay, this is my grandmother or my grandfather. And then we may move to messages if they have any messages for you. So tell me more. What is an evidential medium exactly? What does it mean? Um, I think evidential medium is more different than psychic. Just in my personal experience, I'm not saying it's the right way or not. It's just in my personal experience. And psychic is just more like using your psychic abilities, like your six senses, to sense your environment, your spirits. But evidential is where you can actually communicate with loved ones that has departed or crossed over. And again, sometimes my reading, like I said earlier, um, I try to go in depth and detail exactly who is coming through for you, whether it be your grandmother from your mom or dad's side family, just whoever is willing to step through for you. And then sometimes they will use my psychic ability. So in the reading, I'll point out, I see, I feel this movie playing in my head. I kind of pinpoint my psychic abilities to you. So you kind of pinpoint, okay, she's saying this, she's doing that, stuff like that. Um, Sometimes I mimic their personalities too. It's really up to your loved ones. And um, just for example, sometimes, you know, when I have a male come through for me, when a male, you know, that's been you know, living back then, they would do this to a hair. Sometimes I will mimic them doing this to a hair too. So and I tell my client, you know, sometimes just kind of be aware or watch out the things I do. I may mimic your loved one's personality too. Um, like I said, it's it's a lot of things. Um, they can bring up like a whole piece of information about themselves, like the death date, the passing, loved ones, dates, months, um, just things that you're able to confirm about it that you know is truly them that nobody would know. Things that cannot be looked up on the internet, if you search on, just very specific information that only you'd be like, wow, how would you know that about being there and stuff like that. When did you discover that you had uh, abilities like that? Like, I want to say almost four or five years ago, um, I was never really spiritual at all. 
Um, I did grow up with my culture, like shaman activities, but I never really partake in it because they said that, you know, in my culture, you have to be chosen shaman by spirits. So I kind of stayed away from that. And so, like I said, it didn't start till four years ago where me and my friend would just be you know, chatting on Facebook Messenger and she had to step away from the camera to talk with her kid or deal with her kid. And then I had a piece of paper and pencil with me. I was just writing down things. And then just like a lot of information was coming to me. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. So I just, you know what, write it down. I mean, she came back to the screen. I was like, does this, any information make sense to you? She's like, yeah. So we just went down the lines and she's like, oh my God, that's my uncle coming through for you. So he really jumpstarted my mediumship journey without me wanting to pursue it. That makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the person who all started for you, it's for you. Does this person also have these abilities? Um, No, but she's really open and aware. When you're um in contact with, let's say, the other world or other realm or however you want, to, whatever you want to call it, are you in some kind of meditative state of mind, or how can I imagine that? I can say just a little bit, but it's different for everybody, for mediums. But for me, just a little bit. Um, I won't go dazing off or go crazy or anything off the screen. Like I said, you just you me talking like this. I'll just tell you, okay, um, what a dog mean or you know stuff like that. Oh. So be normal and have a typical conversation with you, but that's just me. Sometimes you'll see me like looking off to live, to write, but that's just time me to try to concentrate on the messages or information trying to come through. Is it possible that when you're in contact, that things appear? Is it possible that there, that you can hear voices or is it just within you, inside yourself? It's mostly within myself. Um, Listen, you know how sometimes you would get like, not exactly a music playing in my head, but you can kind of hear the music playing in your head? Stuff like that. That's how it comes to me too. Um, And sometimes like it comes like in visual images too. It's not literally physical. It's just like sometimes you know, like your mind or whatever. Um, like I said, it's just more like images, cartoon, anime. It's just really, I guess, based on my perspective and my views. And so that's why it kind of really allows the spirit to kind of help me pinpoint what it is, you know, they're trying to tell me. So um, again, earlier too, it goes back based to my feelings too. So I'm like, I feel like um, they're happy for you. That was, sometimes they don't use like visual images. They'll make me feel too. And sometimes I may get physical symptoms. Like um, if they have arthritis, my hands will start to kind of hurt and stuff like that. Or if they're a smoker, smoke cigarettes, whatever, my throat will start tightening up or I can smell cigarettes too, smoke. It really depends on the spirit, what they want to allow or present to you. Mm -hmm. Are you frightened sometimes? No. no. You're not scared at all? No. First time, I was a little bit scared just because of like, there are conversations about it, oh, it's demonic or you're talking to demons and stuff like that. But You know, later on throughout the years in development, your training, you will learn how to differentiate the energies, if that makes sense. You'll learn. Gotcha. I know a psychic medium here in Germany. I'm friends with him. And when you're at a seance, it's possible that you are feeling a touch of something. Something is touching your hand or touching your leg or going through your hair. It's very scary sometimes. Does stuff like that happen? Two? For me, it does happen, but not a lot. Like I said, it's really up to the spirit. Um, like I said, you know, sometimes, just for example, um, 
they'll say, you know, give me a picture pop my hands touching your shoulder, but it doesn't mean they're not literally touching my shoulder. It's just saying, hey, I'm here, you know? Like I said, it's just, it's really up to the medium of the level of awareness they have because if they're not developed or trained, then they won't be able to pick up on that, if that makes sense. Um, that's why it's so important to have development and training. And if that doesn't help, then you really have to really discipline in order to kind of differentiate the differences and have that level of awareness. Um, I think it just really, in my experience, it really takes a lot of energy to manifest like that, to have physical touches, just because we're all energy, you know? Are you saying that the spirits from the other side, let's call it, uh, let's call it the other side, they need energy to communicate with you? Is that what you're saying? Um, yes and no. Um, I think they have their own energy. Um, it's, it's really difficult. It's like they have their own energy. And when I connect with them in the beginning of my mediumship, I you can I can feel myself reaching out to them, like come here, come talk to me and stuff like that. You know, reaching out to them. But when you allow them to come to you and approach you, that's using less of your energy. That's why um Sometimes you have mediums say, oh, don't come to your readings when you're full. Sometimes you do come reading when you're full. But for me, it's very different for other mediums. For me, I have to be like full and not hungry because if I'm hungry, then I'm not able to concentrate. And, you know, if you have like electronics or something energy wise, I feel like they can also absorb that up too. But I haven't really, I'm not really qualified to really talk about it just because I haven't experienced that much or talked much about it. Is this based on what I feel and what I observe and seen over throughout the years of my mediumship? Mm -hmm. Is it possible that something from the other side gets attached to you and won't let go? Um. Yes. If you're speaking like more and don't know like what we call a negative bad way, it is possible. But our loved ones, there are also our attachments too because they're attached to us. That's why mediums are able to. I want to say easily or just able to communicate with our loved ones because our loved ones' energy is attached to us and stuff. That's why you're able to feel the presence or see, feel them or like smell them because their energy is attached to us. So it really depends on what you define attachments. For me, I say attachments is your loved ones, even the negative entities we have. Um, in my personal experience, I feel like it's uncommon to get those type of negative attachments unless you put yourself out there, like you're a paranormal investigator or you're doing Ouija boards or seances and you're not really development and trained to protect yourself in the crowd, then obviously you're going to get attachments. Mm -hmm. Did it ever happen that you, let's say, for example, you called someone's grandfather and then he said, yeah, here I am. And it wasn't really the grandfather, it was someone else's spirit. Are you talking about the good spirit or the bad spirit? Because um, for me, people make it people make it seem like bad spirits like it's so common nowadays when it's not. And I just feel like, just for example, take your question. If it was a bad spirit, you know, pretending to be a loved one, um, I would, in the way how I would approach it, I would be like, okay, I'm going to try to fill out the energy first. Um but if the spirit blocks me from trying to tune in the energy, 
I will kind of like, okay, I will ask my clients, have you seen any shadows? Have you had any paranormal activities? You know, any dreams, nightmares, stuff like that. We go the logical approach before assuming things. Um, and sometimes it can be your loved ones pretending to be your grandfather you want to talk to. And the reason why, in my personal experience, that sometimes your loved ones don't come through for you is because maybe you're not ready or they're not ready or most cases because the timing is not right and stuff. But for me, it's really rare to get a mimic or a trickster spirit unless it's your loved one's personality. So this, for example, your grandfather, he's a very drugster, prankster, you know, lighthearted, young heart kind of personality. He'll come off that way. So that's why I said it's really up to the level of the medium's awareness. Like, can the medium stop for a minute and observe the spirit's personality? Are they serious? Are they joking? And if the medium don't have the level of awareness, then they're going to assume everything is demonic just because of trickster or jokester personality and stuff like that. Yeah, gotcha. So as a evidential medium, have you ever been invited to, let's say, a paranormal investigation? There's a lot of paranormal investigators out there. Uh, no, I prefer to stay away just because knowing myself, I'll probably get attachments to <laughs> know myself. Interesting. Very interesting. So do you have a few examples for us, maybe a, a few stories of your clients? Um, yeah, let me try and find the good ones. The ones I'm able to really like talk about, um, that have the permission to talk about. Okay, um, so my client, um, she scheduled me for a reading, but it was instead of her loved ones coming through, it was her husband's loved ones that took over her reading. And she she didn't mind that at all. And then a lot of people came through for her and so did from her husband's side family, but they really wanted to connect it with his brother or her husband's brother. And he definitely came through. Um, it was a really good time and everything. So after the session's done, a few days later, like maybe three days later, um, I had this urge to watch the movie Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey on that movie. And I was like, I never really watched sci-fi movies like that, you know? So I was like, okay, whatever, I'll brush it off. So it just kept nagging me. It's like, watch the movie, watch the movie, watch the movie. So I gave in. I was like, fine, I'll watch Interstellar, the movie. And then I was like, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to watch this movie? And then a couple of days later, after watching the movie, I contact the same client. And then I was like, hey, something weird happened. So I had this urge to watch the movie Interstellar. And she's like, oh, my God. Um, that's so crazy because my husband and his brother, they love watching the movie Interstellar. So I was like, okay, um, that's weird. And I was like, so why would he come to me and kind of nag at me? And she's like, well, after the session, um, me and him, me and my husband were talking about how such a good medium you are, how evidential you are, and just really praising me. And then her husband said something about, I want to get in touch with her again to my friends, you know, stuff like that. And then I'm assuming my client's husband's brother that's passed overheard the situation and he was trying to get my attention. And there's this thing where we call bilocation, where spirits can be two locations at the same time. So I'm assuming that's what he did was to kind of let me know, hey, I'm around, you know, something's coming up. It's like a future kind of thing. So it's really amazing how spirits works in so many different ways to kind of get your attention, especially where they kind of influence you or nag you to watch something that have such a meaning to the client and stuff like that i was just thinking some more if you had more questions um feel free to ask i'm just trying to think of more um stories 
the story that really touched my heart or every session, you know, with my clients, it's meaningful, you know, because you don't, you may never know how it's going to turn out, the reading's going to turn out. But, you know, I don't really have a favorite session. I just, because I don't want to play favoritism, but I think it's the ones that really gets me the most is where a mother reached out to me. Um, and I didn't know, I don't know their son has passed. So it's really, those are the ones that really bother, gets me the most because I have a son too. And, you know, it's just, I try to stay away from like murder cases, missing cases, stuff like that, that deals with law enforcement just because I don't feel comfortable enough, you know, doing that. Um, but for me, I seem to attract or draw mothers whose son has been killed by their wives, girlfriend, or just some somewhere in the female involved with their cause of death. And is this it's really mind blowing, but at the same time, it's not surprising because women can be evil. And so it's just like it just gets me because like how can women be so evil to kill the loved ones? But same thing happens to you know men can kill the loved ones too, the females too. But is this you know it's it's really different and because like for example um i do have this kind of permission to talk about it too um it's posted on tiktok where i connected with my client's um grandfather and um sorry i'm getting a little emotional about this because it really touches me because it's a grandfather you know it's an older man and his wife tried to drug him um with his by drinking so he took the drink and he passed away. And then she said that, you know, his wife was always, you know, making some kind of sexual advances towards him, stuff like that, you know, something against his will. And that one day when he didn't want to fulfill her fantasies, um, she poisoned him and that's it, you know? So it's it's really um heartbreaking, especially stuff like that. Sorry, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's a very emotional story. It's all good. Tell me more about the life of a of a medium. So I know you have your clients and then you concentrate on your client and then you feel stuff and uh, get your input maybe from the other side. But in your normal life, in your everyday life, when you get up in the morning and, and uh, do the dishes and I don't know what, you, what you're up to with your kids and everything, do you get input the whole day long, all day long? Or do you cut it out somehow or what is it like i try to cut it out my, my best i try my best to cut it out but it's mostly with my what we call it my spirit team my spirit guides i they're the one who are able to easily communicate with me rather than other loved ones um just because i already have that rules and boundaries established and so that's why it's so important too as a medium you need to have rules and boundaries established with your spirit team and with the household because if you don't then your house is like an open portal. Any spirits can come through and bother you. And so for me, you know, it's so I don't really have any like any interruptions. Um because I'm really good about stopping my boundaries. But I think I'm just like a normal human. You know, I just have a mom, take care of my kid, you know, I have a husband too, take care of him, take care of myself. Um, like I said, I'm just a normal human being. But when I do my job like mediums or tarot, it's a completely different side of me. That makes sense. I'm able to complete on and off. But sometimes, yes, I will get like interruptions like, hey, you know, and I was like, no, don't bother me and stuff like that. And they'll respect it. And again, like I said earlier, it really depends on your loved one's personality too. You know, sometimes they may cross a boundary and 
get your attention, but that's where you have to really decide whether if this is really what you want because your life will change. Um, you're be- you'll become more aware. You have more psychic abilities. Um, coming out and like kind of deja vu moments and stuff like that. Um, but for me. I heard so many times that, you know, if you're married or you're around people who don't believe in these stuff that you do, your psychic abilities gets kind of blocked too because you're picking up on their energy. So I don't believe in these stuff. So like I said, it's just, it varies. Um, So I don't, normally don't get interrupted unless I do my sessions. That's when I do get interrupted. We're all all these spirits. And where do we go when we die? For me, that's a good question because... I do believe in the afterlife just because I'm able to communicate with them, but it depends on your beliefs and your views in religion. For me, I believe that we just come back to earth and just hang around or something, you know, because I try to ask that question too and I get shut down. They're like, nope, you don't need to know. So I was like, okay, I'll just leave it. It is. Um, but I still question about reincarnation too, because if reincarnation is real, then why would there be so many spirits lingering around and not want to move or reincarnate again, you know? So like I said, it's really important to come into spirituality with a healthy mindset of discernment and um, be able to really have boundaries and not take everything that anyone says as a fact or truth when really is just an opinion experience. And you don't have the healthy level of skepticism and discernment, then you're going to fall into spiritual psychosis. And that's not really good. Um, might be an odd question, but do you believe in extraterrestrial life and alien life? Intelligence? I do. I do, but I never really encountered one. So I guess I'm not blessed enough <laughs> to encounter one. You know what I'm asking? It's because sometimes I wonder if there's such a thing as an realm astral realm for the spirits for the for the for the loved ones that passed if alien life is there too because i i'm guessing alien life has to die someday too mm-hmm. are there in the same realm as humans are because since we're in the same we share the same universe right we're all mm-hmm. in this together we're we're on this planet and we're inside this universe and yeah we all belong together somehow this is what i what i believe so we're only separated by distance you know mm-hmm. and there's no bot no real no real no real borders so why wouldn't it be possible to be in the same realm with extraterrestrials when we die right i don't know it's like i said might be a little bit odd but this is my belief i think it's possible but i just feel like You know, the aliens or ET are more, I guess you can say, secretive or hidden about their presence rather than like gods, goddesses, whatever these entities that we believe in. Um, Just because, I don't know, it's like there's so many theories about it. And so for me, I just believe that they're more hidden just because maybe they don't want to be exposed yet because obviously the government knows so much about them, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And stuff. Do you sometimes think about stuff like telepathy? Does it, does it have, have something to do with the job you do? Yeah, that's what I mainly do. Is this like what we call it mental? Is typically that's how I'm able to pick up information 
Um, again, sometimes, like I said, too, um, it's not typically, it can be like your psychic abilities, too. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to, like, dismiss about seeing, like, a physical apparition or full-body spirit, you know, because it it's real, too. Um, but I think in order to see, like, a physical appearance of a spirit, it really takes a lot of energies out of that spirit to make a full manifestation form like that. Do you think that we are meant to discover the other side? I think we are meant, but I just feel like I always tell my friends too that, you know, there are some things that are kept from us just because I feel like if it falls into the wrong hands, then it can be used at disadvantage at their world. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that we have to do research um, we have to put money to to the research uh, about all this stuff. Do you do you think? Um, I mean, we do research. We research the universe. We research the seas. Do you think we should put money into stuff like that too? To do research. Um, honestly, yes and no. Like, yes, it can help, but when. <sighs> I feel like the information is really within you, you know, because like it's already there. Because even when you're a kid, you have these experiences, you know, like your imaginary friend or stuff like that. It's already there within you, you know, they're right beside you. But with technology, they get in contact with them. I just feel like it can be helpful and useful to, I guess, gain a little bit more insight information if you're not into psychics or mediums just because of your upbringing. So it's a yes and no kind of thing for me. Mm -hmm. let's imagine the let's imagine this whole thing as some kind of door or portal and mm -hmm. now we have we have interesting uh, persons just like yourself that get in, can get in contact with the other side and you you're looking you're peeking through the keyhole we're just getting a little a little tiny bit of the other side do you think that once we day that it's possible that we can open this door and walk from one side to the other or um, be in direct contact with the other side? Because I heard about EVPs. I'm sure you heard about EVPs, um, the voices on, on the tape recorders and, and stuff like that. We have blurry pictures, stuff like that. Do you think one day it will be possible that we we can open the door and get in direct contact with the other with the other side? Oh, definitely. But I just feel like over throughout the times, you know, the year changes and everything, centuries, um, the spirit world, I feel like they'll also learn from their lessons too. Um, so I just feel like, in my opinion, um, I feel like they're gonna be very picky on who they allow in, because you know, back in the days, you know, we're able to see spirits and be with them like you know like the christian like about king solomon and you know see all these deities and gods and goddesses you know we were able to see them that's why there's so many stories and mythologies about them you know but now over when throughout the years when the human progress it's like we like there's like a bell over us like we're not able to have that direct connection with them like we used to back then mm -hmm. is it possible that when you're on the other side that you have access to knowledge that you don't have here? Do um, I will say definitely, but at the same time, um, in my experience, um, 
it, some spirits don't they don't know it all and stuff like that you know um i just feel like the spirits that's been here for thousands and thousands of years they possibly have more knowledge than the humans i guess that were once you know spirits were once human mm-hmm. and stuff so you're also into tarot card reading yes tell me more about that I have no idea about tarot card reading. I, I had a, a reading. Someone gave me a reading one day and somehow it uh, it did fit. But I have no idea about tarot card reading. What is your uh, approach? Um, Tarot cards to me, it can be like advice, guidance, a reminder, confirmation, validation. Is this what, what you really need at that time of the moment in your life? Um, I don't do future prediction or time frame just because your free will comes to play or other people's free will come to play. So um, again, it just can be really what you need at that time. So sometimes when, when the information doesn't sit with you at the time, it can be like a future message or warning, you know, but if it does resonate at the time, maybe it's something that you need to know. So like I said, you have to really keep an open mind about tarot cards or maybe just a tarot reader is not really good at reading tarot <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, how did you how do you how did you discover uh, tarot card reading for yourself? Um, well, it's when I started my I guess we can call it spiritual journey where um I was in the decision to cut out a friend of my life. So, you know, when you're in the middle of like cutting someone off your life, you think like like what if, what should, you know, you just overthink about that. So, um I was in the middle of in that situation and that's when TikTok first came out. Very first came out. And so after I decided to end things with my friend, um, I was scrolling on TikTok and then this TikTok video of Tara was saying you had to cut off someone off your life. I was like, oh, this is scary, you know, because I don't believe in these things, too. And so once I started, you know, watching Tara on TikTok, I was like, okay, that's interesting. But again, when I met my friend's uncle, that's when I really started getting to like divination tools and Mm -hmm. stuff. Well, that's very interesting. So... Uh, please don't mind me asking, where, where are your roots? Where is, what, what's your origin? Um, I am Hmong, um, H-M-O-N-G. And we don't really have our own country, but we're really known for like, Laos and Thailand. And after the Vietnam War started, we kind of came to the United States and stayed there. So uh, we really basically just helped the United States fought, um, with them against the Vietnam, the Viet Cong and stuff like that. We're not really known. But like I said earlier, um, I do have shaman in my roots, in my culture. But like I said, I feel like we I have to be chosen in order to be a shaman. So I just went with being a medium. That's why I asked. So you have you have uh, shamans in your family tree. Is that what you're saying? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um absolutely, yeah, we're more oh spiritual, not shaman blood, but like more, more spiritual and aware about the spiritual world and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know something about the mythology of your of your origin of your roots? Uh, yes, I do actually. Um, that's what the most common story we um we know about is by this shaman. I can't pronounce his name, but um, it's S I V C. I don't know, I can't say his name, but um, he's a shaman too. So shamans are. In my culture, are believed to be, you know, the peacemakers, you know, the bridge, the spirit in the human world. So we bring peace. And um, is this like, you know, he's able to go back to the astral realm and come back to Earth and stuff like that. He's able to do a lot of things, you know, and bring peace to the world. And I feel like 
I think if I can remember correctly, um, he went off to fight demons at that time. And then his family was in danger because there were spirits um, like trying to get to his family, but he couldn't make it on time. So I guess his family or son was killed. And then he sacrificed himself and said, you know, please let me save my family and stuff like that. And so he sacrificed himself. And then the story is like where since he stepped down his job or he sacrificed himself, he said, you know, to um, the new shamans or whoever comes after me, you guys have my powers, my abilities, and you guys can feel free to reach out to me. I'll help and aid you. But again, that's where it says we have to be chosen to be a shaman and stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. So Yeah, but he was a demon first, too, before he sacrificed himself. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I really have to look into that. It's, it sounds very interesting, and I'm sure there's a lot more to the story uh, that, mm -hmm. I, that I can read about. But um, Linda, that was a very interesting talk. Thank you so much for uh, telling me about all these uh, very interesting topics, man. It was very interesting. Oh, you're welcome. I appreciate you too. You're welcome. Um, yeah. If is there if there is something else that you want uh, people to know, maybe where they can find you online or upcoming events, stuff like that, feel free to spread it. Okay, yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, my Facebook business page is called Linda's Spiritual Corner, and I do have a TikTok, and it's Linda Evidential Medium. Um, like I said, I will send you the links in case you know people want the links. Um, and I do want to talk about this a little bit. It's like a discussion, if that's okay with you. Um, when it comes to like finding a psychics, um, like awareness or red flags, is this like it's so important to you know no psychic will reach out to you and say you're cursed or you have a demon or attachment or your loved one's stuck and they need your help. It's kind of like a fear-mongering or tactic. No psychic would ever do that. It's just like a scammer and con artist tactic. Um, when, when it comes to like giving out your personal information, like your first name, your birth date, and your personal information, I will be really cautious and wary just because like if you're getting like a tarot reading done or mediumship done, you don't need to give your information out. Unless you're getting like astrology or your birth chart reading, then yeah, you can give out your information because you do need your information to access your birth chart or your astrology chart. Um, but then again, too, when it comes to getting your horoscope read, um, you have to be really careful, too, because you don't know what they're going to do with that information, too. So it's really up to you to use your discernment. Um and like I said, you know, if for me, just it feels weird when someone says, oh, you have psychic abilities. Like, yeah, I know I have psychic abilities, but I just feel like it's more of a tactic to kind of like get to pay them more or stay longer with them. And I don't like that. You know, I just like, why do you want someone to stay longer with you and waste their time? Um, so if someone wants you know, to kind of prolong the session, just leave because your time is valuable too. Um, or for me, some people, they need pictures to read, but I don't need pictures. All I need is your energy. So again, it's really up to you if you want to provide that picture or photo to the psychic. Because when it comes to mediumship, if you give a medium that picture, they can base off all the information off a photo. And you don't want a medium to do that. You want them to be able to present to you the information from your loved ones rather than a photo. So again, it's really up to you. You have to use your discernment. So for me, I don't need a photo or your name or whatever. I just need talking to you like this and then I'm good. Um, let's see. 
And if you don't feel comfortable, like, you know, facing this, this, you can just like face your camera up to the ceiling or turn around. It's really, you know, you have to find a medium or a psychic that respect your privacy and your um boundaries and rules. If they don't respect it, then no, you know, just leave. Um, I think it's also very important to kind of like don't follow the crowd, meaning if you see someone follow a very popular medium, that medium may not be for you because they may be a scammer. You know, they can be legit as much as they want to, but when you book a session with them, um, they can run off your money and never respond to you. So you really have to kind of do your homework and research on that medium. Even if like they have legit reviews and stuff like that, um, you never know until when the time does come. So that's why I said again in the um, video that you need to have a healthy level of discernment and skepticism because if you don't love yourself enough to vet the process, then you're going to get scammed, even with a really popular medium, stuff like that. Um, and for me, I speak out against mediums who's very generic or general because they need to be able to exactly tell you in describing your loved one. And sometimes um, your loved one may not want to describe themselves. Maybe sometimes they want to bring up like an elephant and things are associated with them. So elephant can be like, yes, went to the zoo and that's my grandpa. So again, it's really up to you where you discern whether you're, you know, the media can present things or, in, you know, in tune with your grandfather or whatever. If like, it's just like, oh, I love you. Yeah. Okay. Well, my grandma said, I love, I love you. Um, like I said, just be watch out for very generic and general information because anybody can give out general information. Um, but it has to be something that you're able to confirm, validate, or say, wow, nobody knew about this. My grandfather, because it was between me and him. Um, sometimes I tell my clients, you can use code words to like, um, tell your grandfather, hey, give me, bring up the word makeup. And then if he brings up makeup, then that's your confirmation that you're really talking to your grandfather. So again, it's really up to you how you want to be able to have the facts and evidence being forth to you. And I just think mediums who charges like outrageous prices, like 30 minutes, like two, $300 for 30 minutes. I think it's outrageous, but at the same time, it's really up to you, you know, if you want to spend that much money. But for me, my pricings are affordable because I try to give you money's worth. So I don't have a set price on 30 minutes. I That's why I tell my clients that usually 30 minutes to an hour. I don't do about the minutes because I just feel like it's a ripoff. But say, is this my personal experience? Um, and also be careful of mediums trying to make their like their experiences and their opinions as fact and truth when it's not. It's their experience and their opinions. It's not fact. Like, for example, we can say, um, oh, spirit role is real, but there's no actual proof. It's based off the person's, you know, personal experience. Um, and also try to see if they come from a religious trauma background too, because sometimes they can insert their beliefs and their views in, onto the, the clients too. So like I said, it's really, it takes a lot to um, finding a, the right medium for you or psychic just because you never know who they really are and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of bad people out there, people. Don't let them fool you. Take care of your money. Linda, again, thank you so much for being my guest tonight. And please stay with me for two more minutes, okay? Okay. <laughs>